Inside the Game, brought to you by Flex Coach and Flex Coach VR. Hey, everybody, I'm Chris Riley. Welcome back to Inside the Game, brought to you by Flex Coach and Flex Coach VR. This is segment two with Rob Zettler, the assistant coach of the Tampa Bay Lightning. You wind up with the Flyers through, I guess, you know, trades or whatever, how it comes yeah. to you. And on that team, you've got guys like Eric Lindros, Rod Brindamore, Craig McTavish, Mark Recchi, John LeClaire. What was that like to step into a lineup like that? I mean, did you have to bring your game to a different level with guys like that? Or were they yeah. just like, you know, hey, you know, here's what we're looking for from you kind of a thing. These are superstars, you know? Yeah, no, I know. They, uh, they were great. Mark Recchi was awesome. Eric was great. Um, you know, very welcoming into the dressing room. That first year wasn't a great one, though. I got traded halfway through the year. We didn't make the playoffs, so that was really disappointing. We were on the cusp, and they got eliminated with a game or two left in the season. Uh, the second year was was really fun. That's when you know we, we got McTavish in, and John McClare came in the recce trade, and uh, and Eric Desjardin, which was a huge benefit for us. The Eric Desjardin part of it, and then uh, you know got to play with Ron Hextall, which was kind of cool. He was a neat guy to play with. Um, but then you know we lost in the semis to uh, New Jersey that year, and that's the year Jersey won the cup. Um, but it was that was a that was a real, you know, you, you think you saw a good hockey player, and you'd been around. You know, I've been in the NHL, so I've been yeah. around a lot of great hockey players. And then I played with Eric, and uh, that's how that was a whole nother level, man. He did things on that ice, Chris, that I didn't see anybody. I hadn't seen anybody do for that size, that speed, uh, that physicality. And I'd be skating around the rink out of the arms and elbows and, <laughs> and then I'd just see Eric just kind of slow motion, those big long strides, like tearing an inch out of the ice and um, big heavy strides. But man, was he good. He could do some things at the park and he was just so physically dominant. Um, but, you know, he won the MVP of the league that year and very deserving. It was, uh, gosh, it was, it was fun to watch him play. Was that a disappointment losing to New Jersey? You know, yeah. I, I remember doing that series and that was a very, very tough series. There was yeah. not a lot of room to give and everyone was, you know, the, the, the Devils, if people remember, had lost in overtime to the Rangers in game seven of the Eastern Conference Finals the year before. That's right. So they were out to prove something. There was yeah. a lot on the line for them. I mean, how did you guys, you know, how do you rebound from something like that? You know, it's, it's a lot of emotion, a lot of adrenaline in that series. Yeah, it was. Um, well, I didn't have to rebound. I rebounded all the way to Toronto. They traded me. That's tough. I didn't get to rebound, but uh, I don't. That was, you know, Scott Stevens went to another level too, because physically he was he was pretty dominant defenseman in that series. You know, he was really hard on Eric. Eric took a lot of hits, and um, you know, they were just really deep team, New Jersey. Credit to them. They played hard, played well. Um, but like I said, I didn't get to experience the rebound part of it. You know, I think it took them a couple more years after that. They got to the finals and got beat by Detroit in the finals a few years later. So, um, but, you know, they, they, they were just a good team. They, they were just too deep. And Eric, Eric pulled everybody with them. You know, he went and everybody kind of came along as well. Now, getting traded, um, you know, this is, you keep getting bounced around a little bit. Does that start to wear on you mentally? Does it start to, you know, you're getting um, from Minnesota to San Jose to the Flyers, now to Toronto. Do you start to like question yourself at all? Like, you know, why do I keep getting traded or is that just part of the game? And it's well, part, it's part of, of the game. game. You know, I got to remember, Chris, I was in a, I was a, you know, six, seventh defenseman most of my career, right? Five, six, seven, you know. Um, so I would say, you know, I think you got to take in each individual trade or move 
on its own because uh, the move from Minnesota to San Jose was not a disappointment. I was, I was happy. I was really excited. The move from San Jose to Philly, I was not excited. Um, I did not want to be traded from San Jose. I had a good thing going. Um, I just got engaged a couple weeks prior to the trade. Um, just felt like it was kind of my first home in the NHL. So I was very, I was bummed when I got traded from San Jose. Uh, enjoyed Philadelphia. Uh, we had a great young team, good bunch of dudes. And then I got traded to Toronto, but there was a certain excitement with going to Toronto. And because I'm a Canadian kid, I, from Ontario, there, there was something there that got me excited. It was like, oh, wow, I get to, I get to play for the Leafs. You know, that was a big deal. Yeah, really, it's like playing really for the Yankees. For it's like playing for the Yankees, Montreal yeah. Canadiens, Boston yeah, really Celtics, and basketball. Yep. And, you know, parents got to watch, parents got to see games. Uh, so really big deal. And they were a decent team and, um, you know, had a few all-star players of their, of their own and Doug Gilmore and Wendell Clark, Matt Sundin. And, so that was fun. Like it was, it was fun. It was a really, really fun experience. So, you know, I got married that summer and my wife and I moved to Toronto and we had no kids. So we lived downtown and, and uh, we spent three years there and it was wonderful. Like, you know, got uh, beat out in the first round a couple of times, but um, you know, just playing in Toronto was, was a really, really neat experience. Very cool. Talk about the pressure of playing there because you're a focal point in that town. The Maple Leafs, you know, haven't won the Stanley Cup since 1967. It's a tough place to play because you're in the headlines every day. Everybody knows you when you walk the streets. I don't care who you are when you're up there because they follow it so closely. Was there a lot of mental pressure on you to come in there? Yeah, there was because you you really know everybody's watching. You know, you don't feel that in San Jose. You don't feel that in Minnesota. Feel it a little bit more in Philly. Uh, but you feel it in Toronto. You know everybody's watching, and um, you know everybody's watching. Not only whoever's in the rink, but whoever's watching on TV. And um, so you do, you do feel that. And there's, there's good and bad with that. You know, there's, there's, there's good because you get a lot. Of, there's a lot of notoriety up there, but at the same time, there's a lot of expectation and a lot of people that are watching, and they, they see the good and they see the bad. <laughs> everybody's got an opinion, and everybody wants to state it. You know, it's. I got the, the privilege to not only play there, but I coach there as well. So um, it, it comes with its own set of pressures, but I wouldn't trade the experience, uh, both playing and coaching. It was, it, was, it was really cool to be able to coach that team and play for that team. We're talking with Rob Zettler, the assistant coach of the Tampa Bay Lightning here on Inside the Game, brought to you by Flex Coach and Flex Coach VR. Is it tougher to make the NHL or is it tougher to stay there? Oh, boy. Well, I don't know. If, I don't know if I could say one's harder than the other. I think they're both incredibly hard. I really do. There's just so many great players out there. You know, and you, you, every one of them has their own way of trying to make it. I had to kind of evolve over the years a little bit. But, um, you know, is it survival just, almost is it like so you're, you're surviving every day. You are. You are surviving. We had had Billy Guerin on. He talked about it. Even being a first-round draft choice, he said the first five years in the league, he survived. Is what he what he said. Even though I could score, I could do all the things. I learned to survive. You know, it's survival. You know, it's 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 only seven hundred fifty jobs. Yeah, you know, back then there was only twenty-one teams, twenty-two teams when San Jose came on board. So you really are, you know, like just desperately, you know. At least I found. 
you know, I was, I, I, I really had to work for everything to play. And if I didn't work, I wasn't playing. That was just the bottom line. I didn't have the skill set to be able to not work. And um, so that obviously kind of life lesson there. Uh, but, you know, you just, you're scratching and clawing every, every day. So, you know, for, for someone like me, I was, because um, to get there, you know, I, I wasn't sure I'd ever get there and, and I was able to. Um, and then when you, when you get there, you realize how hard it is and how hard these guys are playing and how well prepared these guys are. So you get the physicality, you get the skill set. But then there's, an, there's another level of hockey, you know, if you want to call it hockey IQ at the NHL, in the NHL, that um, you don't really see or get until you're there. You know, so guys are so smart. You know, they can do all the things everybody else can do, but then you add a layer of hockey smarts on there. And, you know, they just know where to be, know where to go, know where to get to for a pass. And gosh, it's, it was really eye-opening. And um, you had to be on. And, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't just... Uh, go play hockey anymore it was on and it was part of the dedication of playing was the discipline that you had to have um, to play every night or play every second night because if you you know if you decide to go out one night that's you know you're going to pay for it the next day someone's going to take advantage of you and um, or if you don't work during the summertime if you don't come in shape um, all those things because you got to remember the first, very, very first day of camp, the first impression you're giving everybody is what kind of shape you're in because there's all kinds of testing on day one. And every coach looks at all the testing and he says, looks at who does well and who doesn't do well. It's your first chance to make an impression. If you don't work out in the summertime or take the steps necessary to one, make it or two, stay there, it's going to be very apparent, very apparent. And uh, you either got a check mark beside your name or you got a little black mark beside your name because you didn't do the work in the summertime. So. It's ongoing and it doesn't stop. Um, it doesn't stop, but at the same time, it's, um, you know, it's really, really rewarding to be able to, to play at that level. And, um, you know, just to think that I got to be able to play with the caliber of players I was able to play with for, you know, a decent amount of time was, as I look back, really kind of a, kind of a neat, 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 thought process and a neat thing to, to think about neat memories for me. When did you realize it was time to retire? What, what just, yeah. it, you know, everyone hits that point in their career and they just say it's time. Yeah. Good question. Um, when, was it for, when was it for you? For me, it was um, a couple years prior. I'd signed with the Washington Capitals and I got, this was, I was 32, 33 years old. And I got sent down and uh, it took a slap shot in the chin. You can, you know, I got all the scars to prove it, but took a slap <laughs> on the chin. I was out for four months with a concussion. Never experienced anything like that before. It was really, really surreal. Like I was, you know, emotionally wasn't good. I was around my kids. It wasn't good. And you scared? Uh, yeah, it was. It was like, I didn't know what was going on. You know, like I remember going into the, see the doctor. I was in the mall the day after it happened with my wife. We had an off day. And the whole mall started spinning. And I was like, my wife's name is Shannon. I said, Shannon, something, something's going on here. I don't, I don't know what's happening. And so I talked to the team doc the next day. And the crazy part was, you know, I'm not an emotional guy, but as I was talking to him, I, I, was, I felt like crying. And I was like, my God, man, hold it together. You're just <laughs> talking to a doctor there, right? And um, so I said, I said doc, like, it's weird, man. Like I was in the mall yesterday and the started spinning and now I feel like super emotional right now. He goes, yeah, that's, that's all of it. That's part of it. 
you know, that's part of the concussion thing. And so I was out for four months. I came back and I went on to play two more years. But that last year I was in Washington the whole year, played, I don't know, 50 games or so. Didn't want to go on the corner first. I uh, had no interest in a fight or a battle, any real battles. Um, I was just, I was hesitant and I knew it. And uh, I finished out the end. I, there were some games where I was in the dressing room thinking, I'm, I'm not sure I should be playing tonight because just the pressures, the headaches. And then um, at the end of the season, I just say, I didn't say anything to anybody. I didn't say anything to my wife. I just needed to make that decision. And um, I just, after about a week, I just kind of, one morning I woke up and I just rolled over. I said, that's it, needs to be done. And uh, she said, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, I feel what I was talking about. <laughs> it's time to stop playing. And she was shocked. And um, she said, is it because of your head? I said, yeah, that's why. And it was, and it was the right, it was absolutely the right decision. I, I have no regrets. I don't have any regret about that decision. I wish I could have played more, don't get me wrong. Uh, but it was the right time. It was 100% the right time. Any residual effects from the concussion that you've known, or are you concerned about that as you move along in life? Yeah, yeah, a little bit concerned. Yeah, I don't know, you know, what lays ahead. Um, you know, I've been, I've been okay. Just got to watch it. You know, I, I, I don't play any, no contact, anything. If someone asks me to play hockey, the first question out of my mouth is, is there any hitting? And if <laughs> someone says, well, some mild, a little bit of hitting, I say, okay, yeah. All good, but I'm out. Uh, I still love to play and I still love to think I can make passes and score goals, but um, that's all I want to do. I don't want to do anything physical, like uh, any hitting or anything. Um, but uh, every once in a while, you know, you kind of like, yeah, is everything okay? But I think I'm fine. I, re I really do. You know, I've been able to lead a full life and there's been no real issues. Um, so I just pray that that continues on. That was segment two with Rob Zettler, the assistant coach of the Tampa Bay Lightning here on Inside the Game, brought to you by Flex Coach and Flex Coach VR. Inside the Game, brought to you by Flex Coach and Flex Coach VR. 